Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we're here to talk about one of the best comedies of 2023, which is titled Bottoms. And on the back half of this episode, I will be giving my thoughts and opinions on the latest 4K Blu-ray release of DC's The Flash. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at FilmOptics, that is Optics with an X, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, we have a three-day weekend ahead of us. What do you plan on doing this weekend? What have you been watching? And what have you been playing, my friend? I have no idea what I'm doing this weekend. I'm just glad it's a three-day weekend. And um, I'm not sure I'll be watching much, but I definitely will be playing some Starfield. Oh, yeah. it's Okay, so it's basically the launch day of Starfield because it is available to the public. You got to pay a little bit extra dough to, p- to play five days early, quote unquote early. But yeah, so Devin's been playing Starfield. He's been playing on Game Pass. What are your, what are your thoughts? Your quick thoughts, I would say about it so far. All I got to say is it's huge. Like it's going to be a Ooh. game that's going to be around for a while. Just hundreds of hours like every other Bethesda game. Hex, yeah, that that's all I need to hear, man. I'm I'm sold. I'm still waiting on my uh <laughs> on my copy through AMD. So uh yeah, there is the <laughs> there's all that uh going on. But I'm glad that you are having a good time with it. Um myself, I have been pl- trying to play some catch up with some television. I, I'm planning on uh finishing season three of Succession. I know I've been saying that for a while, but that is one thing that I've been uh, working towards, I think, I think as soon as I'm done with season three of succession, I'm going to pivot to the bear and then finish up some, my Avengers Superman. I got a lot to watch. I mean, the continental is coming out soon. We should probably cover that at least the first three episodes. See how it goes. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, outside of that. Yeah. Just catching up with some television, watching some Naruto films, uh, for the chatter after podcast. So that'll be a lot of fun, but yeah, today, we're here to talk about some bottoms, which again is one of the surprise comedies, at least for me. Um, Devin has a little bit of different take, and we're we're gonna definitely dig into that here today. It is gonna be a spoiler-free review today as well, so you don't have to worry about us giving away anything. Um, usually when it comes to comedies, it's kind of hard to give things away. It's more so about, you know, the setup and delivery of the comedic bits that happen throughout the movie. But like I said, it's going to be spoiler free. So you guys don't have to worry about any of that. But with all that said, without further delay, we'll be right back after this introduction to Bottoms. Isabel, get out of the car. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, no, you can't. Okay, I'm sorry that I looked at Mrs. Riley and lightly grazed her left tit, all right? Move, you prick. (sighs) Uh, Excuse me, she said move. Prick. Don't talk to me, you ugly bitch, okay? I do not talk to girls in overalls. Okay, I might be ugly, but these aren't overalls. Isabel, get out of the freaking car! Get out! Get out! I Come feel on. like 
we should just draw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's just go. Really just mean just, right just no. move a little. Move. He's gonna move. We're We're about to drive. Just drive. Just drive. Josie, go. And we are back with our bottoms review again, spoiler free. So you guys don't have to worry about that. But this film is directed by Emma Seligman and written by Emma Seligman and Rachel Sinnott, Sinnott, excuse me, and stars Rachel Sinnott, Ao Edaberry, and Ruby Cruz. And the synopsis is as follows. Two unpopular queer high school students start a fight club to have sex before graduation. Where have we heard this similar plot line before? I think it was in Superbad. Not necessarily starting a fight club, but the goal, as it is with most coming-of-age high school comedies is to get laid before the end of graduation. So they don't go to college as virgins, but this is a very raunchy esque movie. So I just want to let you guys know, we're not going to be, you know, giving away anything, but of course no cussing here in the show, which is something we, we usually try to stick towards, but just let you guys know that this is not a movie for little kids, uh, mainly for its uh, subject matter and whatnot when it comes to the raunchiness altogether. But I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial thoughts on this film. Devin, take it away. Yeah, going into this one, uh, like you mentioned, it kind of gives off the vibes of a super bad type coming of age, classic kind of, oh, we have to get laid before we graduate type of story. And it even says that in the synopsis there. Um, throughout the movie and, and even now thinking about it, I, I, I have to double check to see if I'm watching bottoms or bottoms, 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 because I kept thinking of <laughs> bodies, 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 which we reviewed. Was that earlier this year? Or that was that last year. Oh, that's a good question. I think it was, it was, was last it last year? year? Yeah. Last year. Yeah. And that, that also had racial Sonat in it. So that's kind of where that connection also, also works. And, it's also just a movie that didn't really work for me, and I feel the, the same for this one. It's a movie where, where you loved it, and it just I just couldn't connect with it. Like you, like it showed in the beginning of this movie, they kind of mentioned the the whole trying to to get laid before graduation. I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm into this, and kind of the super bad vibes. But then the movie sort of branches more into like a, a parody type movie than I was expecting, where it starts to feel a bit like those scary movie movies where. Mm. They're really just making fun of uh, the genre that they're trying to interpret. And that's where the disconnect happened for me, where it wasn't really what I was expecting and it just didn't really work for me. Um, overall, I, I really did enjoy the two main char- two main characters, PJ and Josie, played by Rachel Sonat and Edaberry. thought they killed it playing high schoolers, even though they're probably both mid-20s. It's a yeah. tale as old as time. Uh, of course, we have Marshawn Lynch in here. I'm guessing it's his acting debut. Let's take a look. What's Marshawn Lynch been in? I thought he was in something else. Oh, he was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine for, in one yeah. episode. Yeah. There we go. Oh, he's also in 80 for Brady. That's what it was. Yeah. I thought he was in another football century. In Westworld, uh, apparently. Okay. Oh. He's got quite the list piling up here. <laughs> he was in the he's league. Like- that makes sense. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, what? What's Marshawn Lynch been up to? And he's like, oh, he wow. was actually, he actually was pretty good. Like, it was believable. That's the kind of teacher that 
didn't really care. Just going going with the flow. But yeah, I didn't I didn't hate this one. I just going into it, it was definitely had a lot of hype going into it from a lot of online reactions on Twitter specifically. There was a lot of people hyping this one up, so I had some pretty high expectations, and it just didn't really hit those for me. Um, it's a nice, quick hour and a half, so it's not like it it drags on horribly. But yeah, it just wasn't really what I was expecting. All right, fair enough. That's that's a very interesting perspective, and I think I think the show, our show, is at its best where we we do kind of fall on the opposite ends of a movie, which is I think the last movie where we fell this hard was probably bodies 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 i believe yeah like what you were mentioning earlier it is the perfect comparison yeah i i think it is you know with, with rachel sent up being in, in both uh may just be more of a coincidence i don't know Devin may not just be a rachel sent up fan altogether i, 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 I was know. a fan she, she did great in this know. one <laughs> i'm just messing with you <laughs> hey i i get i get a lot of oh you you hate Hate um, extraction and whatnot, uncut gems and and the rock slander. I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe Devin's not into the whole Rachel Sinnott, uh train, the the stands. But I'm just messing with you. But altogether, I adored uh, this movie. I feel like we don't get movies like this anymore when it comes to the you know coming of age type films of you know the super bad esque because that really is the blueprint super bad has been the blueprint for a very long time we've seen female-led coming-of-age films like eighth grade um like the edge of 17 of course uh this is probably outside of bodies 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 this this film reminds me of book smart just about but it's different because the third act and bottoms was just so out of left field. They just throw everything out the window, basically. It's just like, okay, what's what's happening here? And see, I, I like that. I like the parody of it. And maybe that, you know, comedy is subjective. And this is one of those films where, you know, either you got, you're real, you're going to love it or you're just not going to like it whatsoever. It kind of reminded me of like, like a rated R, like Disney Channel original movie. Like that kind of like corniness at some in some spots where it's just like over the top, like caricatures of these types of characters, like obviously Jeff being the main one. And then just some of the other characters, just like just the way they were acting in the movie. Yeah, I think for kids today, it's probably going to be one of those new high school like comedy classics altogether. Like, I mean, it is unpredictable. Um, it is like outrageously funny, at least to me, but it is outrageous altogether. And I, I think, you know, what really obviously holds this movie together is Rachel Senna and Ao Ediberi. Um, cause they, they have such great chemistry together. It's really what makes the film because that's what the film is about. And I actually enjoyed the side characters in this movie as well. They weren't just like super weird one-offs. Um, Ruby Cruz is in this movie. Um, she was a part of the Willow series. She played one of the main characters there and I was surprised to see her in this movie, but yeah, like I think she also did a great job. You know, this is a more queer focused um, film when it comes to the LGBTQ uh, plus community, um, you know, focusing more so on the um, the the lesbians in this movie as well. But I, I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was hilarious. I, I, there was maybe about 10 to 15 people in my theater, not like a huge crowd, but people enjoyed it. And I was like, I, I just went straight to letterbox afterwards 
And I was like, we we rarely get get uh, get comedies like this anymore. I would love to own this on Blu-ray. It's just one of those. It feels like a fun comfort movie where it's like, yeah, okay, it's the high school setting. And it is more of a recent high school setting, of course. But I thought it was, you know, Jeff, you know, the high school quarterback that everyone is like so trying to protect. Like Devin said, it is more of a parody. So you're you're gonna see it's really like just like speaking out loud to you how that, that actor looks so familiar and I still can't figure out what I've seen him in because I'm looking at his filmography and I've seen none of these things. I mean, I guess it's just the generic it's just the generic Jeff guy. Like that's just what it is. Yeah, generic Jeff who doesn't um who who's uh, allergic to pineapples. <laughs> Which is a real allergy obviously, but it's a very um it's it's I think it's done well when it comes to, you know, his allergicness to uh to pineapples the way how how that actually uh finds its way into the story and like you said Marshawn Lynch He's just having a fun time. You know, he's, he is an ally through and through. <laughs> he's great in this film, but I, I had a great time with this, you know, the love interests and, you know, you, you think it's going to go one way because it does hit the, by the numbers when it comes to coming of age comedies, you know, like, oh, like we've already talked about. Yeah. It's, it's either two to three high schoolers trying to cook up a plan to, you know, get laid before high, um, before graduation. In this case, you have um, you you have Rachel um, Senate and Ada Berry playing these two characters who are not well liked at all, and that's again more of a staple. But they kind of lie about what happened to them over the summer, so that's kind of where this story takes off. They say that they've been in juvie the, um, the entire summer trying to, you know, build their reputation up and, and become more, um, more well-liked by their peers in their school. And it's like, Oh, that's never really thought about that. Like as like an excuse, like, yeah, like we were in juvie over this or over the summer. So like, yeah, when we come back, people are going to respect us more, <laughs> but um, you kind of see that, you know, the year before uh, a few years before they weren't really, respected as much uh, as says on their lockers, which I will, <laughs> I will leave that up for people to watch. But I, I know this is a long winded way of saying that I really enjoyed it, but it, it can be very by the numbers, but I'm telling you, as soon as you hit the third act, it's, it's balls to the wall. Like I did not expect that whatsoever. And I absolutely loved it. Like just, just the camaraderie between uh, the women in the film and, you know, Marshawn Lynch's um, edition when it comes to his, comedic bits it was it was a good time and i would definitely watch this again for sure but i wanted to pass it back over to you Devin. was there anything else you wanted to bring up that you haven't had a chance to talk about before we get into our final thoughts and our ratings it was definitely interesting seeing the the fight club angle of it all because obviously it's a it's a classic movie and kind of their take on it it was it was funny seeing their attempts at at fight clubbing, just whatever the, those those punches were. Hey, some of them packed a punch, man. I was like, oh my! And you see that throughout the movie. You know, it's it obviously you know they're they're signing up for these fight club. You know, they're trying to get a lot of the other women um, in the school to do uh, to sign up for this. Excuse me, because um, Josie, uh, played by Ao Atterbury, feels like there's not a lot a lot of. Um, female solidarity in the school, but 
Yeah, it's it's hilarious. I was like, yeah, I'll, I would definitely see this again. Like, if my friends wanted to go see it, like, yeah, like I'll go see it with you, like one hundred percent. But like I said, it, it follows like the by the numbers, um, like super bad when it comes to you know the high school comedy of you know getting laid after high school. But by the third act, throw out everything you know. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I, I still don't. I still know exactly what happened. Like. Just, it's just all blur at, at that point. It really was. And like, there's a few, th- I would definitely have to go back and rewatch to kind of understand like the rivalry between the other school. Cause I think, you know, it's what, what they say 20 years in the making, 20 years in the making of this rivalry. I guess during the, when these two football teams play, um, you know, something tragic happens where like a player or somebody always ends up dying. And it kind of just goes from there. And I absolutely love it where it's just like comedies like this don't need to necessarily make sense. It didn't market itself as like a emotionally beat, uh, beat driven, com- uh, you know, coming of age, like comedy whatsoever. Like he would with Booksmart because Booksmart does have a lot of those uh, emotional beats and Bottoms has a, a few of them as well, but um, definitely more so with Booksmart. And, you know, things like Ladybird and things of that nature. But, yeah. And, you know, with, with Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And this coming out this year, I, I, I'm i very happy that we've gotten both of these films this year. And I'm very happy for Bottoms. And people should go watch it, for sure. But let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings. Devin, I will pass it back over to you if you had anything else you wanted to say about the film for your final thoughts. And then give your rating. Yeah, final thoughts. Um, really wanted to to like this one going in, but something just didn't click with me, and um, it's not like I hated it or anything. Just kind of, just kind of was missing something for me, and a lot of the jokes just didn't really land. There were a few people in my theater, and there was definitely some laughter here and there from from the the teens, the teens in there. It definitely felt a little old, but yeah as far as the score goes i'd probably go with like a 60 overall like didn't think oh, it was wow. terrible but okay really just didn't work for me fair enough fair enough um i gave this a four out of five stars on a letterbox so i'm gonna go with a solid 80 out of 100 definitely one of uh my favorites of the year so far can't wait to watch it again um so for Devin, 60 out of 100 and my 80 out of 100 um we're gonna combine our scores together and give it the median or and or aka our official podcast score, which is going to be a 70 out of 100 even or yeah, total <laughs> altogether. So a 70 out of 100 is going to be our official film optics podcast score for bottoms. And with that said and done, that concludes this portion of today's episode if you like what you heard thus far make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice and make sure to follow us on instagram twitter and threads at film optics that is optics with an x and don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a fellow movie lover whether it be your mother your brother or your significant other share an episode of the film optics podcast with a movie lover in need and really quick what is coming up next on our podcast before we get into the second half of this episode we are going to be covering the ahsoka series uh, that's going to be 
a little bit farther out because we are waiting for the season finale. Outside of Bottoms, I'm not sure what else is coming out. <laughs> we might have to pivot to Weekly for Ahsoka, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, Devin, was there anything that caught your eye that you would like to see within these coming months? Uh, weeks, I should say. We got Equalizer 3. I saw the trailer for that before this one. Looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Nun 2, if you yeah. can handle that one. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather see Equalizer. <laughs> it's so it's tough right now because you know it's September. Not saying that like and not saying it's a light month, but kind of in a way. There's also a haunting in Venice, but again, I'm not a uh, <laughs> I'm not a super big fan of that. But we also have the creator. I almost forgot about that. Thank you for or thank you to myself for reminding me <laughs> because I just pulled up our list. The creator does come out uh, Friday, September 29th. So we'll definitely be covering that for sure. We will definitely have some type of content uh, coming out for you guys. Um, like I said, it's, it's a bit up in the air. Um, you know, like we said, equalizer three could be a good one. I haven't seen the equalizer movies in a very, very, very long time. So Maybe that'll be a good time to revisit that. But overall, just keep up to date with us on Instagram and mainly Twitter for any of those announcements of what we will be covering. We'll have something in the works for you guys. We promise. It's just, yeah, September can be a bit of a light month. It just depends on what you're looking for and depends on what uh, really grabs you as a um, <laughs> as a critic or just as a movie or TV uh, lover all together. But with all that said, we're going to get into the second half of our episode and we'll be right back after this introduction to our The Flash 4K Blu-ray movie review. Tell me something. You can go anywhere. Another timeline, another universe. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? Because this is the world where my mom lives. I'm not gonna lose her again. Time has a pattern that it can't help reliving. Different people, different worlds, drawn to each other like magnets. And we are back with our The Flash 4K Blu-ray review. This is part of the show where I like to write solo and give my thoughts and opinions on home entertainment, specifically physical media when it comes to movies and television shows. Uh, before we begin today's section for The Flash, I want to let you guys know that I was sent a review copy of this movie from Warner Brothers. So thank you to Warner Brothers for sending me a copy of this movie for the review purposes of this podcast episode. So if you are new here to the segment of the show, I like to break down the 
home entertainment or the Blu-ray packaging, if you will, into three different sections, more so four different sections. First, I usually like to give my initial reactions or thoughts of the film that I have just watched and or rewatched for home entertainment purposes. And then I will get into my audio, video and special features thoughts of this movie. And then I will round it all out with my final assessment to let you guys know if this is something that is worth adding to your Blu-ray collection. So a little bit of info before we dive in to my initial reactions. This movie is available today at your local retailers, including Best Buy, Amazon, Walmart, Target, you name it. If you want to ball out and get that 4K copy, which I was sent by Warner Brothers, it comes with a 4K disc and a digital code only, which is something I've noticed that a lot of studios are starting to package just the 4K disc and the digital code together. It's usually, you know, if you sprawl for the 4K combo pack, you would get the Blu-ray, the 4K Blu-ray, which is usually the higher resolution whatnot and a digital code, but it looks like Wonder Brothers is shifting towards just kind of cutting out the fat a little bit and trying to make these packages a little bit cheaper. When it comes to the 4K set, you can find this on Amazon for $29.99. If you want to buy the Blu-ray set, that comes with just the Blu-ray disc, the standard Blu-ray disc, and the Digital code for $24.99. And of course, if you are still rocking a DVD player out there, first off, more power to you because my gosh, they are everywhere. If you want to get the standard Flash DVD, it will run you for $19.99. No digital code with the DVD version. But today I'm going to be covering the 4K version, the cream of the crop. So Let's get into my initial reactions for this film. And for those who have listened to our show in the past, you may know that we've actually already covered this film when it came to the theatrical release of The Flash. And I did not like it as much as I thought I was going to. There was um, a little context for this film altogether. Um there was a lot of hype, at least online, you know, when it comes to social media, Twitter, Instagram, there were a lot of, there was a lot of hype for critics and just the general public for this film, because this film has been in the making for so many years and it kept getting delayed and, you know, a new release date after new release date after new release date. And we were finally promised that the flash starring Ezra Miller and Michael Keaton and Sasha Kaye was coming out this year. And I feel like Warner Brothers kind of dropped the ball with this because they wanted people to see the movie, you know, but they decided to have a lot of these free screenings for people to see the movie as part of the promotional material before the actual street date of the movie when it came to theaters. It was a very weird time because it, it felt like a lot of people who wanted to see this movie, like the hardcore DC flash fans got to th see this movie. Number one, without paying, which is fine. But you know, if you want people to go see your movie, you want them to pay to see your movie, not just have all of these random early access screenings across, you know, the world. But a lot of people got to see this movie beforehand. And when I went to go see it, Finally, um, I was able to see it maybe like a week before the street date. 
I was I was disappointed because I've heard all these crazy rumors that this movie was as good as The Dark Knight. It's one of DC's best movies in years, which is a whopper of a lie, unfortunately. But when it comes to this film, when I reviewed it with my friend Leo over from the Geekly Goods YouTube channel, uh, we, we were a little bit lukewarm on it. Like, I don't hate this film altogether, but... I feel like there is a good movie in here somewhere. So if you're not familiar with The Flash, it is adapting the Flashpoint storyline where Flash goes back in time uh, to save his mother from dying. And he, you know, ultimately ends up messing up his own future and everything's changed. And it's it's a whole, you know, it's another multiverse-esque time travel story. But... I don't like what this movie did when it came to the marketing. They showed Sasha Kaye, who plays Supergirl in this movie, all over the marketing. There were a lot of shots in the promotional and marketing trailers of this movie that did not make it into the final products, especially when it comes to Sasha Kaye as Supergirl and Michael Keaton as Batman. I mean, they were cool, nice little additions, but it just didn't do anything for me. Um, there's a lot of shoddy CGI when it comes to this movie. And I don't know if I can necessarily go back and watch this movie again after seeing it twice now. Um, I mainly went for this movie to see, it was mainly for Sasha Kaye Supergirl because I wanted to see how they were going to handle that storyline. And it just was not one of my favorite movies of the year, especially when it comes to superhero movies. I know there's a lot of people out there that say that comic book movie fatigue is real. I don't necessarily believe in that. I think people don't like bad comic book movies because that, that whole, you know, superhero fatigue only seems to come up when a superhero movie does not perform well in the box office. And the flash did not, it's currently one of like, if not the worst, then one of the worst box office bombs by Warner brothers. But that's just my two cents when it comes to the film itself. Um, you know, initial reactions all, all in all, it's like, there's a good movie in here somewhere. And there's a lot of great moments with Barry and his mom. Those are the moments that I enjoyed the most because it does have emotional beats to the story, but I feel like they kind of just threw Michael Keaton's Batman in there just because, and wonder woman shows up out of nowhere for like a little bit of time. If you really want to watch the movie now, either, you know, you can definitely um, go out and sprawl out and buy this 4k package. If you are a massive DC and or flash fan, or you can watch it on HBO max. It is available right now. For that, but those are just a little bit of my initial reactions. I know I went on a bit of a tangent, but it's it's not the best superhero movie ever. It's not the worst, but that's not saying much. But it's just not up there with the greats. But when it comes to the video portion or the display, I should say, um, I, just a little bit of context. I do watch these movies on a 4K OLED, LG OLED television. So most 4K discs, if not all, look amazing. But I will say that the visuals of The Flash, at least on my television, looks 
fantastic. Uh, the details are ultra sharp. There's a lot of vivid close-ups uh, revealing like facial pores, individual hairs, blood, sweat, tears, debris, dirt, fiery explosions. Like it, it all looks like amazing. Um, everything from like Batman's like black leather, leather cape to the CGI moments, which I mentioned, they don't look the best when it comes to the CGI, but the color of like the reds and the yellow of Flash's suits and of Supergirl's suit as well. They, they really feel vibrant, not too vibrant, but they, they have a nice hue to them. Um, the darks in this movie are well shot. You know, there's a lot of deep blacks and things of that nature, but I, I think the color palette all altogether when it comes to this movie is, is incredible. You know, you, you have the HDR slash Dolby um, vision that allows for a lot of colors to shine when it comes to the video aspect of so the video quality of this movie. But Honestly, I would have to say when it comes to the audio and the vi- and the video uh, visuals, excuse me, it, I, w- I would say it's it's right there on the nose. I, I am rocking a not like the world's best soundbar, but it's a pretty decent one from Samsung. I got a few years ago, but the Dolby Atmos mix, uh, I, th- I think it's going to satisfy everyone, especially if you are a part of hearing. Um, there's a lot of sound effects that are robust. You know, like I said, with the explosions, the Batmobile chase, the running back in time sequences, you could hear a lot of the zaps and electric, tiny, whiny, wibbly, wobbly things of the audio. The lightning bolts, when it comes to the flash, it makes like this really awesome, like perfect pitch. And especially the fight sequences, you, you can hear pretty much every nook and cranny, every single bone break, every bruise that is being dealt on screen, especially when it comes to the bass. So even though the story, at least in my opinion, is not the best, the visual quality and the audio quality are definitely up there. And I think Wonder Brothers does a fantastic job when it comes to the 4k transfers of either old movies into the new format or just new movies that are coming out in 4k. So I I will say that the audio and the visual qualities of this film are definitely top notch. Um, Surprisingly, I will say now that we're onto the special features section here, um, you get at least, I think the total count was around 230 something minutes of extras on this release there are a lot of deleted scenes when it comes to the special features and i will say that this package when it comes to the deleted scenes and just the special features all together i think you're actually getting a really good package here um and there's also uh, a podcast but no bloopers or audio commentary oddly enough i would have loved to had an audio commentary when it comes to the special features of this, uh, the bloopers would have been amazing because I feel like we don't get those in a lot of films today. Um, whether it's part of the special features or just like post credit bloopers. I'm not sure if anyone uh, remembers that, but that was a pretty awesome time. But as I said, there, there are a lot of deleted scenes here. And, um, unfortunately I feel like this is where they left a lot on the cutting room floor for this film. Like I said, that there, uh, this film had was stuck in production for a very long time, but 
there are a lot of um, there are a lot of deleted scenes that work better, like that should have been in the movie um, outside of <laughs> deleted scenes, which you do have uh, like a 37 minutes, um, the making of the flash when worlds collide. It's like, you know, the wonderful behind the scenes documentary of the cast crew interviews, things of that nature. But it's actually pretty good when it comes to the special features. But again, no bloopers or audio commentary, which I thought was kind of weird, especially more so on the audio commentary side. Like it seems that you're getting a lot, but, you know, they're trading that stuff out for other things. And I it kind of just makes me annoyed going through a lot of these deleted scenes from like, why wasn't this in the movie? Why wasn't that in the movie? It just doesn't make any sense. But I will say for my final assessment, when it comes to the flash, even though I am not the world's biggest fan of this movie, I'm a huge comic book uh, movie fan. It's one of my favorite genres out there next to fantasy and sci-fi. But I, I think The Flash has a lot of good moments when it comes to the story. Like I said, there is a good story in there somewhere. But it is riddled too much with cameos of new and old characters that show up in this movie, especially when it gets to the third act. Um, you know, and there's also the whole narrative thing with Ezra Miller that people may or may not know about, but Ezra has been in the news quite a lot. And you know, it just makes me wonder that, you know, we, I think Grant Gustin would have been a better fit for the flash movie, but it's when it comes to the visual and the audio quality, I think this movie, if you were to sell someone a television or sell someone on the opportunity or the power that 4K discs can bring to your home. I think that this movie is a wonderful 4K Dolby Vision demo. Like if you were walking through a Best Buy, you know, they're trying to sell you like a Samsung and an LG or a Sony television, things of that nature. And you see this movie playing like, oh my gosh, that looks really good. It's like, yeah, that's the power of Dolby vision. That's the power of, you know, these 4k transfers. This is why people buy physical media. You can hear the the sound is so crisp. And I think, like I said, this is just a perfect movie to show as a demo to be like, Hey, this is why you should buy this TV because that's why I bought my television. I walked into Best Buy one day. I was looking for a TV. It was more so, window shopping at the time, but I came to the conclusion of what TV I wanted to buy after I saw, I think it was the Mandalorian of all things. It wasn't even like a 4k disc. I think it was the Mandalorian season two. They were playing it. They are all these, you know, TV side by side playing the same scenes. And I was like, I want that television because that looks awesome. And I think this is a great movie for that purpose. Also, personally, I would not have bought this movie if I was not sent a review copy. I don't, I would have either maybe have waited for a sale during Black Friday if it was like super cheap. I'm talking like maybe 
$15. But if you are a Flash fan, if you are a Michael Keaton fan, if you are a Supergirl fan, definitely pick this up. It's not for me, but I know a lot of people enjoy this movie and to each their own. I cannot, you know, condone like, oh, well, people who like this movie are crazy. Like, no, film is subjective. It doesn't even matter. But I wanted to let you guys know that if you are a fan of DC, a hardcore DC fan, or if you are a hardcore Flash fan and you enjoy this movie, you go out there and you buy this movie. If you're still on the fence when it comes to buying the 4K or this the home entertainment physical media package altogether. Like I said, this movie is now streaming on Max. So you can kind of try before you buy, watch the movie. I usually encourage that actually. If there is a movie that you want to watch and you know that you may want to own, try to find it somewhere on a streaming service first to watch it to see if it's something that like, yeah, I would I could watch this on a yearly basis or I would definitely come back and rewatch this you know, years down the line because streaming services aren't necessarily promised to keep a lot of their content on there as we've seen in the Hollywood news as of recently. But even though I do not recommend this movie, I think others should buy it. If those things that I just mentioned align with your interests. So with all that said, that does conclude my home entertainment review of the flash on 4k blu-ray. And I'd like to thank you guys all for listening. If you enjoy the show, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts and Spotify, and make sure to stay connected with us by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and threads for the latest updates. I'm Christian signing off and remember life is like a movie. So go out there and make it a blockbuster. <laughs>